and seemingly a flash on Tuesday night. IU season gets turned on its head. Five players suspended uh, prior to tip-off against Northwestern. Indiana goes into the game with only seven scholarship players available. Valiant fight, end up coming up short, but certainly a ton to talk about on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Hoosiers? It is Wednesday, February 9th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics, whether it's news, analysis, previews, recaps, as we'll do today, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, soccer, football, everything in between. We have you guys covered here. I want to thank you for making us part of your day and specifically your first listen every day. Uh, reminder, we're free and available on uh, all platforms, including YouTube, where we premiere the episodes 7 a.m. every morning. Uh, you can make that part of your morning routine. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, and like I said, a a lot to try to digest today. Uh, the Hoosiers look like they were set for a fairly mundane game against Northwestern uh, on the road on Tuesday, and in the about hour leading up to the game, more and more rumblings growing that uh Somebody wasn't going to be available. Mike Woodson called it shorthanded, or excuse me, Don Fisher, the radio play-by-play announcer, called it, uh, said the Hoosiers would be shorthanded. And then moments before the game, five Hoosiers are suspended. We're going to go through everything we know and everything we don't know, may not get an answer to here. Just one moment. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us at uh, on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Uh, as I said, ultimately, the final score feels like the secondary story on Tuesday night. The Hoosiers fell 59 to 51 to Northwestern. Only seven scholarship players available. One of them was. Logan Duncombe, who did not play, so effectively only six Hoosiers uh, really played on the day, uh, and a walk-on Nate Childress in the first half when the Hoosiers had a bit of foul trouble, but the primary story on the night was the suspension. Uh, It was five players, Xavier Johnson, Parker Stewart, two starters, Christian Lander, Tamar Bates, Michael Durr. All rotation players, if you were keeping track at home, that's every guard, uh, or excuse me, every point guard, four guards for the Hoosiers, which meant IU only had two guards on the night, uh, two scholarship guards and Trey Galloway and Anthony Leo. They started, as has been his kind of MO throughout the season, Mike Woodson talked to some degree about the suspensions after the game. Here's what he had to say. Uh, I'm not going to give you all the in-house things. They broke rules and they were punished for it. If we're going to be a team, you set rules. Guys have have got to obey as a team. Then that's what you got to do. You got to do all the necessary things to help your team win on and off the floor. It just doesn't start on the floor. You got to do all the necessary things off the floor as well. This was across a couple questions. Uh, he said, "Quote: We have rules." 
when you disobey the rules, things have got to happen. Those guys were, I wasn't going to let them play today. We've got to go back home and regroup and get ready for Michigan State. He was asked if it's just going to be a one-game suspension. Quote, I don't know if it's a one-game thing. I've got to make that decision. It's uh, Is that something I want to do when I'm heading home tonight? So as it stands, those five Hoosiers are suspended. They did not play on Tuesday. We do not know uh, if the Hoosiers, those five Hoosiers will be available moving forward. Uh, Indiana only had shoot around on Tuesday morning to prepare for life without those five guys. Uh, pair the five of them being suspended with Rob Finnessy being injured. And the result was no point guard on the night. Uh, as we said, only seven scholarship players. Logan Duncombe did not play. Only six guys uh, really were a part of the rotation on the night. Your starting lineup was Trey Galloway, Anthony Leal, uh, Miller Cop, Trey Jackson Davis, Race Thompson. Jordan Geronimo came off the bench, played 17 minutes. Every starter played at least 34 minutes. Trace played 39. Um, Trey Galloway did not check out of the game until he fouled out, and he looked exhausted. Uh, we're going to talk about him, a uh, Herculean effort from him on the night. Uh, and ultimately, as I said, there's only so much you can take away from this game. You didn't have a point guard. You didn't have any kind of scoring, really, outside of your post players. And you had six guys forced to play those 40 minutes. IU had moments where they looked good. They had moments where they had leads. They had a, uh, I believe, a seven-point lead early in the second half. That was their largest of the night. And then exhaustion, fatigue, a lot of things caught up with them. And they could not keep it up. Northwestern went on a 13 to nothing run to take the lead and never looked back at that point. Indiana had a brief kind of spell where it looked like they had some momentum. Momentum, they cut the lead down to four points, had the ball, could not score. Northwestern closed out the game. It never really looked close after that. So it's it's hard to take a lot from this game. Um, certainly not in any sort of big picture sense. The offense didn't look great, but what offense is going to look great when you uh, don't have a point guard? You only have two guards. Um, no offense is going to look good in the circumstances IU had. The defense, I thought, was still good, but again, that all that felt secondary on the night because so much of uh, the conversation is about the suspensions. We don't know what caused it. What we're not going to do on this show is speculate in any way what led to that. Uh, we don't know. Judging by how Mike Woodson has handled things in the past, we're not going to know. Uh, we're going to simply kind of base everything off what Mike Woodson said post-game and the facts that we have. This feels like an important moment in the season, though. I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but that this happened at this point in the season when the Hoosiers look to be building toward the NCAA tournament and something like this happens with a a third of the team um, getting suspended. It's a big moment. So uh, when we come back here in just a moment, we're going to talk about this kind of being a make or break moment. Look at some more quotes that Mike Woodson had and try to figure out where the Hoosiers go from here in that regard. It's a new year. That means new year's resolutions. If your guys is, is about built bar um, or excuse me, if your guys is, is about help be getting healthy, Freudian slip, try built bar. 
Uh, it's the time of year that everybody's trying to stick to those New Year's resolutions, and Built Bar can help you out. Uh, these are not your mom and dad's protein bars. They're not chalky, waxy, uh, hard to swallow. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Um, they taste incredible, low calorie, high protein. Best part to me is all the flavors that they have. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. All new this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. It sounds delicious. I may have to grab an order myself. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to whatever candy bar you like, and it's going to be better. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time because these things taste exactly like candy bars, and they're they're good for you. So head on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. Make sure you guys head on over there to get all of your coverage for uh, Sunday's big one. As I said before the break, this is a make-or-break moment for IU. I, I, I kind of debated how serious this was after the game listened or watched uh mike woodson's press conference the the tone of some of his answers was telling i thought he's a he's a very upset man uh here's a couple other quotes he had a quote i'm building a a culture here i'm not here to mess around with guys who are not willing to do what they're asked of um he had a couple telling quotes he also mentioned not having guys in the program who won't listen Quote, I'm very disappointed because I'm strictly about the team. Those guys in the locker room know I'm very upset about it. Mike Woodson has had a couple different issues uh, with players throughout the season. Parker Stewart, this isn't the first time he's been, um, I don't want to necessarily say suspended. I don't think the first one was necessarily a suspension. It was just some type of in-house matter where he didn't play. Uh, I don't think it was ever, I, I know it's semantics. I don't think it was ever classified as a suspension. Michael Durr didn't play a couple games. Uh, Mike Woodson claimed it was simply just a coach's decision, uh, but he he kind of bounced in and out of the rotation there. And then you have a couple of guys who were an important part of the rotation throughout the year. Xavier Johnson, um, Tamar Bates has been in the rotation the whole season. Christian Lander right now in this moment was very important to the team because they did not have any point guards. These guys knew the expectation of what is ex- of, of being an IU basketball player uh, in Mike Woodson's program. Again, I'm not going to speculate what happened, but what I found frustrating is that this was a game IU could have won. IU needed to win. IU should have won if they were healthy. And the selfishness of those five players cost IU a win. And there aren't a lot of those. There's a very finite amount of games the Hoosiers have left so that they kind of put themselves over the team and the team rules, regardless of what happened. Uh, They knew the team rules. They broke them. And um, it is 
frustrating in that regard because that was a game the Hoosiers could have won, could have built some momentum. Indiana now has its first losing streak of the season. Uh, again, it feels like this one should come with an asterisk uh, because of the circumstances, but it is a losing streak nonetheless. Uh, I thought Chronic Hoosier on Twitter, I'm sure a lot of you guys follow him, he had uh, just kind of an interesting way to phrase this. Um, tonight either revealed the culture of this program, kind of what was going on behind the scenes, and it became public for the first time, or it was building, it was the start of building the culture. Mike Woodson put his foot down. I mean, he certainly did that regardless, but he put his foot down, said, the, the buck stops here. You guys are not doing this. And he was willing to risk a loss to do it. And in that sense, it's, um, I want to say admirable what Mike Woodson did because he, he has priorities. He has um, things he cares about with this program and he won't, those things have to happen no matter who you are, no matter the situation, no matter the opponent. And uh, he laid down the law tonight. So I see this as kind of going one of two ways. IU either rallies around this moment. Uh, they use this as a, uh, a time to kind of get closer, realize what is important. Those five guys have a lot of apologies to make for the players uh, that were on the court on Tuesday night because those six, seven players played their hearts out. We're going to talk about them in a minute. Um, but they, those five players have a lot of apologizing to do. So this is either going to be a moment that kind of forges a bond between them and IU goes on, goes forward, gets to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a long time, and this is considered a successful season, or this is the breaking point. And again, it feels a little hyperbolic to say that, but I, if this is just kind of the beginning of a fracture with this team, it's only going to get worse. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Again, Mike Woodson says that uh, he doesn't know if this is simply a one-game suspension. There was a report before the game from Jeff Rabjohns from the 247 Sports saying that it was only expected to be a one-game suspension. So if you're kind of looking for reasons for optimism, there's that. There's the fact, just in general, the the reason I have some belief that this this culture, this program isn't in any sort of disarray. In-house issues are staying as in-house issues. Nobody's leaking what's happening. Nobody's getting upset and uh, feeling that people are hard done by. Everybody's still on the same page. So the fact we don't know what happened with Parker Stewart, the fact we don't know what happened um, in this in this moment itself, that gives me reason for optimism. The players clearly respect Mike Woodson. Um, maybe not enough based on, on what happened tonight, but we've seen throughout the year how um, that bond has been forged between players and coach. Rob Finnessy, the Purdue game, is probably the most shining example. The fact the guys were still dressed and cheering on the team, maybe I, I'm digging into it a bit too much, but um, that felt important. Uh, Mike Woodson still said they're part of the team, and – I, that that felt noteworthy that they were still engaged. Um, there were a couple times where they were the first guys up cheering on various plays. So 
I don't know where we go from here. Perhaps by the time you're listening to this, some more information has come out. I don't suspect we're going to find out anything else about what happened. It's just a matter of um, moving forward, how we move forward, how the Hoosiers move forward. Um, but that being said, I, I want to focus on the the seven guys that did play on the night because, as I said, those those guys um, they played their hearts out. Man, it, it was a it was a valiant effort from all of those guys. So we're going to look at a couple of the players specifically who did play and who stood out on the night. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs. Playoffs are over. I should say the march, uh, the week leading up to the big game. Uh, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, uh, NHL, boxing, UFC, all along with live Real-time updates of current games. Hoosiers came into this game a one-point underdog. So if you were pessimistic, which I advised against, but if you were pessimistic and bet on the Hoosiers, you uh, you made yourself some money on Tuesday. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. If we're talking about players who impressed on Tuesday... It starts 100% with Trey Galloway. Uh, when the news came out of the suspensions, it was anybody's guess who was playing point guard. There was only two cards available, so it was either Trey Galloway or Anthony Leal. Trey Galloway was as good as you possibly could have hoped for, better than you possibly could have hoped for on the on the night. As I said, played 37 minutes. That, despite him fouling out late in the game, had a couple of um flagrant fouls mix in there those the the hook and grab or hook and pull or whatever the foul is it's a very silly kind of NCAA rule it's a I understand it's a dangerous play but nowhere else is it called a flagrant foul in any other kind of league or uh organization so he he technically got a couple flagrant fouls I think they were just exhaustion he looked absolutely uh, out on his feet almost at times late in that second half. He plays 37 minutes, 6 of 10 shooting, made one of his two threes, uh, finishes with 13 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. He did have 5 of the team's 7 turnovers. Uh, you can't fault him for that. Like He's never played point guard for the Hoosiers. That was by far the best case scenario you could have made, you could have imagined for him. Start him. 100% start him. Uh, I don't particularly care for who. Uh, Parker Stewart might be in the doghouse a bit now. Miller Cop. I, I don't want to disparage anybody who played on the night because they were put in impossible situations. But if the argument was that Miller Cop needed more looks, it, it wasn't a very good argument after Tuesday. He goes one of seven from the field, one of five from three. Very hostile crowd toward him at Northwestern. Maybe some emotion played into that. He struggled mightily on both ends of the floor. Three points, though. Six rebounds, two assists. Uh, if I was, if I, if all things were equal, um, and the traditional starting lineup is back against Michigan State, I would substitute Galloway in for Cop because Galloway, hundred percent, earned a starting spot. Um, Chase Jackson Davis. Whew, if the Hoosiers were going to win this game, they needed to 
have a trace be almost perfect. And he was four of 13 from the field. He went five of nine at the line, 13 points and 11 rebounds, had a double double, really, really struggled. And it, it wasn't even a, ga- a game where Northwestern was really double teaming him too much. Just really, really struggled on the night. I didn't think he was forcing anything uh, once he got the ball. IU was kind of forcing him the ball at times in general, but I didn't think he forced up any bad shots, really. He just struggled. It was an off night. It's frustrating. It's two games in a row. He he really struggled against Illinois. The circumstances were different there. He was in foul trouble for half the game and going up against one of the best big men in the country. That wasn't the case on Tuesday, and uh, he especially in that second half, wasn't great. Again, though, played 39 minutes, so I'm sure he was as gassed as anyone. Race Thompson was, again, really, really good. Led IU in scoring, 14 points on 7 of 13 shooting. Added six rebounds, couple of assists, uh, a steal. Again, all you could ask of him. Anthony Leo played 34 minutes, was 1 of 5 from the field, had 5 points, uh, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Again, considering he basically has not been in the rotation at all uh, since, certainly since Trey Galloway's come back, but um, since really Big Ten play has started, for him to come in, play 34 minutes, and hold up as well as you could hope was was great. Jordan Geronimo looked... uh, Looked like the developing part of a a developing prospect. Uh, Had four fouls, was in foul trouble in the first half. Uh, Three points, three rebounds. Uh, He did have three blocks, but as I said, four fouls and a turnover. Uh, And then Nate Childress came in in the uh, first half when Geronimo got in foul trouble. Uh, He attempted one shot, a heave right at the buzzer that almost went in. Uh, played three minutes, though. Hats off to ev- all those guys who played. All eight guys, technically, or excuse me, seven guys that played, Childress included. Um, that was a no-win predicament, and they made that game closer than it had any right to be. So kudos to them for that performance. But was it, uh, wasn't enough on the night through no fault of their own. By the end of that game, they were as exhausted as anyone could be. So uh kudos to those guys and we will we will hope that moving forward they will have some more help um on on the bench on the starting lineup whatever the case may be because they sorely needed it and the opponents are only going to get tougher for IU we didn't talk I originally was planning on talking or previewing a bit the women's game tonight number six IU takes on or goes to Champaign take on Illinois at eight in reality, that game didn't need much of a preview. Illinois is six and twelve on the year, one and one and six in Big Ten play. Have lost seven of their last eight. Um, that's a game IU should handle easily with or without Mackenzie Holmes. So, uh, not a ton to discuss there. It's going to be on Big Ten Network. Unfortunately, it's, this is a string of four straight games on Big Ten Network, which is beyond frustrating uh, i use a top 10 program in the country and their place on a behind a paywall for four straight games is is frustrating but i've vented about big 10 network enough this season so we will recap that game tomorrow thanks again for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day we're going to be back tomorrow uh, we'll see if there's any more news that comes out about uh, the suspensions whether they'll carry over to the michigan state game
And as I said, we'll recap the uh, women's game against Illinois as well. So for your second listen now, head on over to the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us. Um, Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. It's real quick. Helps us out, as does rating and reviewing it. Other than that, though, guys, have a great Wednesday and LEO.